Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to this podcast channel from Wig Weave, the number two, Natural Hair. I am your host, Natural Keisha, and this podcast channel can be followed on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at From Wig Weave to Natural Hair. Today we have a very special guest. Guest, can you introduce yourself, a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name is Dr. Vanya Lavanish. I am the owner and founder of Medallion Hair and Skincare Products. I am a former licensed cosmetologist. I've been doing hair for the last 20 years. I'm not currently doing hair, but I still keep in touch with my clientele from old, um, continuing to provide them consultations and um, hair and skin care advice uh, and products as well. Awesome. How long have you been natural? I have been natural um, off and on. It's been a journey, but I'll be made and I remain. I hope to remain um, natural at this point. It's been about five years now. It's been about five years, and I, I love it. I, I love it, and I had to go natural because it what I found was best for my hair. Yes. Most definitely have to do what's best for your hair and your scalp. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've tried so many different products. I've tried different um, treatments, different chemical treatments. Um, you name it. Um, relaxers, silk presses, and things of that nature. And they were, they provided temporary satisfaction and temporary beauty. Um, but it, it was very short-lived, and I winded up having to cut my hair out and just start over you know all those processes um eventually led me to having to cut my hair and start over uh and just do what was best for my hair and that was to be natural yeah so you big chop oh yeah I did a lot of big chops in my um hair journey um lots uh, growing up, my I grew up in a mixed family, and my mom, having finer type hair, um, she didn't know what to do with Negroid hair. My my dad is my mom is a uh, uh, Haitian, but more on the Caucasian side, and my dad is Dominican, but very much on the African side. So the combination gave all four of us, my me and my sisters and I, different types of hair. You know, my sister. I've had VA. Um, I have a certain grade. You know, everyone had different grades of hair, and my mom didn't know what to do with any of it because she was used to her hair type. So uh, our hair looked a hot mess for a very long time, for years to come. So we've had to undergo jerry curls, relaxers, whatever would make it easy for her to manage our hair um, at, at a very young age. So. You know, we'd have hair and then we'd have to chop. We'd have hair, it would grow out or it would fall out. And just constantly starting over, you know, and, and doing a lot of harm to the natural texture of our hair. Yes. What is your hair type in porosity? My hair type is a 4A. Um, more on the fine texture type and uh, frizzy. And the porosity now, I would say, is balanced. It's a normal hair type. A hair, I'm sorry, hair porosity. 
so with your 4a hair do your curl pattern enhance with products or do the curl pattern enhance with just some water and some good oil nowadays it it enhances with water and some light oils i am actually currently locked now so there is no more of me um having to see uh, a lot of the uh enhancements but it's very soft and it's very manageable um i've been locked almost it's gonna be two years in november i have sister locks but prior to me locking it i was natural for about three years and um, I've noticed that me being natural, using natural or mostly organic hair care products, my hair, um, it really helped my hair to enhance in its curl patterns, you know, and I didn't have to use a whole lot of, um, I, had, I didn't have to do a whole lot of blow drying, a whole lot of uh, flat pressing or anything like that, um, because the hair was, was so supple, was so natural, so nice. It, it actually improved using those organic products improved my hair texture so water would do it so would you say your hair is more manageable by having your locks in or would you say it was more manageable when it was free hair uh, i definitely find it more manageable because along that period when i was um natural before the locks i became extremely tender-headed you know and i just uh trying to comb the hair because it got really long um and trying to comb it i just you know would fuss i would fuss with myself because i didn't want to comb it it wasn't um very kinky but uh definitely i noticed that when it was chemically relaxed it wasn't a whole lot of pulling and brushing so i i guess it, it, it i didn't notice that i was not tender-headed but once uh, i went natural and after the wash of course with the uh with drawing up the hair i have to you know untangle and go through it and uh that definitely made me more tender-headed so i decided to go to locks which makes it more manageable now it's not a lot of combing and anything like that i don't have to uh, fuss with the hair too much Exactly. All that pulling and tugging with the combs and the brushes. You know, I, I'm a finger detangle girl. I love to finger detangle because that kind of helped me feel out the knots and the splits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your hair length as of today with your locks in? As of today, with my hair length is about 12 inches. When I started my locks, it was a lot longer, but of course you get the, um, the process makes it to, to withdraw and to recoil tighter. So it's now 12 inches. Awesome. That's a lot of length. I mean, what do you do to take care of your scalp? I mean, you know, that scalp, those roots is still loose. You know, they get um, dehydrated also. <laughs> Oh, well, I use um, organic products on there, and I, I make sure that I keep my hair hydrated. Um, I don't want my hair to get much longer than the 12 inches. I wear hijab, so, you know, the, all that hair under the hijab makes it, you know, uh, a little bulky, mm-hmm. and I don't like the shoulders. So I keep it up in a ponytail. As far as my roots, I just make sure I get my locks retightened very regularly. I might go about... 
eight weeks, um, and then I'll go back for the retightening so that there's not too much loose uh, roots in there. And I use the products that I make on my scalp to keep it nice and moisturized and hydrated. I like that. So you try to stay consistent as possible with the relocking process of the roots. Definitely. Um, when you have locks, especially sister locks, they're a lot finer and thinner than um, your traditional locks, which, you know, you can just twist up. Uh, these, you have to go and have it professionally done, unless you can do it yourself with a tool to retighten it. And go too long to cause it to, and, you know, investment. So um, I, I definitely want to take my investment. I make sure I preserve my locks by being consistent, washing it regularly, fingering through my locks to um, untangle my roots because they will, you know, as you get further up in those eight weeks, uh, they will start to grow in together. So you want to keep them separated. So I do a lot of finger fingering through my hair to keep them separated and I just be consistent with getting them retightened. How did you get your hair to grow, like from the beginning of big chopping all your hair off and then using those certain products or doing those certain techniques to get it to grow out? How did you do that? Uh, I paid attention. You know, a lot of times we buy products and we want that microwave results. We want instant gratification with buying these things that say that they'll do what they what they claim to do. and. We want to see results and oftentimes, many times it doesn't work that way. So after my big chops, I just started to really pay attention to what my scalp likes. It's not necessarily about what the hair likes. The hair is a dead cell. The, the scalp is what you have to nourish, what you have to feed so that you can get great hair. So I paid attention to what I was putting in my hair, what my hair liked and disliked. And that's what I did more of to get it to grow and honestly for myself once I stopped relaxing my hair started to grow um, with the relaxers my hair would grow to a certain point and then it would be stagnant that's it that's it I wasn't getting any more out of it no matter what I did to it and then actually it was starting to break off and I used to think that you know I needed to relax it more frequently, you know, this is why it was popping off, you know, but we know that that's not the case. It, it was, it was drying all the time. So I said, let me just stop the relaxers and see and just pay attention. So that for me on my journey, when I stopped the relaxers, the chemical treatments, that's when I noticed my hair started to grow a lot faster. Yes, I call those relaxers vampires because it sucks all the oil and just leave your hair so dry. It's like sucking blood out of someone's skin, but it's sucking all the oils and moisture out of your hair strings and scalp. Definitely. I always had itchy scalp. Um, the scalp was always dry. The hair would be brittle. I'd have to use a lot more moisturizers. It definitely increased the porosity of my hair. Um, just, just wicking all the moisture out, like you, like you mentioned, and having to continue to put a lot of extra products in my hair. Yes, and then what I noticed on the scalp with those chemical relaxers is that it leaves our scalp with a deep coloration of the scalp skin so it'll be instead of brown or milk chocolate scalp 
tone. It will be kind of like black spots on your scalp because of, you know, most of us have suffered from those chemical burns. They tell you, don't scratch your hair, don't comb out your hair, I'm gonna relax it. And you've been in scratched a certain part and possibly didn't tell mom that you scratched and then she threw the perm on there and your stuff mm -hmm. is on fire now, especially in that yeah. spot where you scratched because you might have had those long nails or so and you just scratched your scalp and probably ripped some of the skin off, like made it open like a cut and that perm <laughs> is burning that that cut. Yeah, now you have the scarring. Huh? Yes, and then now they can't even do anything with your hair because you have the chemical burns and those chemical burns, they do hurt. <laughs> I suffered a oh, lot yeah. from those. <laughs> I certainly don't miss those. <laughs> yes, and then I noticed that when I was oiling my hair and I was going through my hair with the um, the massager, there was a lot of um, skin cells that was dropping onto this piece of paper. And I was looking at my skin off my scalp and it was black spots and brown spots. And it was like so terrible. I'm just like, I am so glad I gave up the perms because see, I wouldn't have even noticed that any of this was going on with my scalp. That's right. And I think that's awesome that you paid attention to that. You know, in our day to day, we don't pay attention. We might pull a big, nasty, flaky, piece of cell off our scalp and just flick it, you know, just pause it, don't pay any attention. But you really do need to pay attention to it. Look at it and see what's going on in there. You'll notice those dark spots that you mentioned. Yes, you will most definitely notice them, especially if you're doing the three to five minute scalp massages. You know, yeah. you always want to pay attention to how your hair is feeling. If it's rough, if it's woolly, if it's feeling dry, because as mm -hmm. we know, dryness can lead to breakage. That's right. So, yeah. That's right. And those those massages are very important. It's what stimulates the new blood to the cells, and that's what helps to grow our hair. It feeds the, the bulb, it feeds the root, and that hair will start to grow not always about slapping a product in your hair, but that massaging aspect is very important. Yes, because they loosen up a lot of stuff on our scalp and have it flowing off with the comb to brush. So I always get a piece of white paper. That way I can see all the things that are coming out onto that paper. Yeah, you catch it all. Yes, you know, and the combs, possibly can't see it all but if you have that white piece of paper there and you're combing your hair out and going around your head with the comb of the brush or the massaging tool and you have that piece of paper in front so anything that falls whether it's hair or some dead skin scalp or dead scalp skin excuse me off your scalp um you'll be able to see it definitely yeah how can an individual get their hair to grow out? Um, I think individuals can get their hair to grow by exploring different products. You know, again, you know, you have these products that have these claims and, and that's great. You know, I'm sure many of them do what they say they're going to do, but it's, we are not one size fits all with our hair, especially with our various hair types. Mm -hmm. So you have to the different products to see what works for your scalp and hair and then you want to give that product 
time to do what you expect it to do. Um, we can't expect fast results. Some of us do get fast results, but you know, I think giving that product some time to do um, what it says it's going to do or whatever you're looking for it to do for your scalp and hair, that's very important in um, in finding what works for your hair to get your hair to grow. Um, I would say about 60 days is fair to give any product a try. Um, some people have to mix and match things and mix things together to, to get their hair it's, it's all about what your hair type, what your scalp likes and what your needs are to promote growth for your hair. Yes, and when you mentioned the products, different products used, and I didn't even know that I can use multiple products at one time because I understand we have certain parts of our chrome that is the driest and it might need a heavier oil, a heavier grease. So you section that hair off right there because that's gonna need another type of product. So you wanna make sure you're treating the rest of your hair that also gets dry, but not as dry as certain parts. You wanna mm -hmm. make sure you're incorporating all those products to aim towards the moisture that you're trying to get. And a lot of us don't open our minds up to new products because I was kind of scared once before about the ACV. I was like, you use that to cook and, and to clean your body or whatever out. Um, I don't know about putting it on my hair, but when I did it, I didn't see any results. And the reason why I didn't see any results because I wasn't using it consistently. I was using it every blue moon, just to say. But when I started using the ACV rinse more consistent, I started seeing results. I definitely. And it's important. You have to be consistent. You have to give it some time. You, you can't use a product for one week and say, oh, this this is crap. This is, this is not going to work. It's, it's not enough time for your, your scalp and your hair to be introduced to the benefits of whatever that product has so that you can see the results that you need. Right. What products do you currently use? Oh, I might be a little biased, but currently I only use Medallion Hair and Skin Care products exclusively for my hair. Um, they are what I formulated for myself and my clients, and they work very well for me. A lot of my clients, even my children, they um, they have different hair types, different hair, different scalp textures, you know, different scalp problems. My daughter has eczema and my my two of my kids, they would have these uh, thick, very thick skin buildups and, and plaques on their scalp that once you try to remove with a comb, it would reveal like an ulceration on the scalp, very bright red um, sores and, and just open wounds. So I, I, I took them to dermatologists. They've given me chemicals to put on and try this and that, which only made it worse or burn. So I started to go in my kitchen and just really start, you know, researching and playing with different um, natural resources applied to their this so that what else can be done because what I was paying all this money for with, it, with medication and things was not working. Again, it, it, what works for one person may not work for another. And I know with my children, I want to make sure that they have um, what's best for them. 
I don't want to introduce anything um, unnatural to them that will harm them. A lot of these chemicals, like your your phthalates and your parabens, your sulfates, they have chemicals that can disrupt their reproductive system, um, put their hormones off, and I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for my clients. So working with those natural and organic um, ingredients, I um, started to formulate those hair products that, that worked for different scalp types because, uh, you know, being a licensed cosmetologist, I saw so many various types of uh, dermatitis that came in to the salon and everything didn't work for everybody. So uh, I started to mix and match different products and different oils together and uh, one in particular which my clients call hair crack it's, it's not a hair crack I really don't like that name because we know what crack is but they said that their hair loved it so much that they just had to have it so I started to use that on them my kids myself and um, that's what that's what worked best to um, to really help their hair to grow and um, put a balance in their hair. It, it worked well for the different textures, for the different types of hair. Uh, and so that today is what I call my deep moisturizing treatment. And that is what I was, what I use. And I, I have lots of other hair products that I make that I use for my hair. My hair loves it. And it's um, been very fruitful. You know, I have a, a happy balance on my scalp. I no longer have... The, the flakes, the dizziness, the dandruff, that's been done away with with Medallion Hair and Skin Care products. Awesome. All I can say on that is thank you for researches and DIYs because little do you know, it all starts in our kitchen with the that's DIYs right. to find out what works for you and what don't because now you're going to head out to the local beauty supply store or online store to buy products and then you're buying products that don't work well with say your scalp or your hair you might be mm -hmm. allergic to it that's another thing we must do a patch test yes yeah that is very important do that patch test because um a lot of these I love organic, I love natural hair care products. Many of them have your um, nut butters, your coconut oils, and everyone um, can't tolerate that. You know, you might have a nut allergy, and that might react to your skin type. Um, it may just only affect you if you take it orally, but, you know, how will it react on your, your scalp? How will it react to, react to your hair? Do you get a reaction? So those things are very important to do a patch test with um the products that you're uh, exploring you want to make sure that you're not going to introduce anything to yourself that is going to give you a reaction most definitely what products do your hair love slash like the most that you would say uh, I would say that my hair my hair loves grapeseed oil it loves grapeseed oil. Uh, my hair is fine. Although it is a 4A type hair, you have, you know, different variants of 4A type hair. And I'm more on the fine type. So grapeseed oil on my hair is really nice. Lightweight, doesn't make my hair feel pasty. I find that with the, the grapeseed oil, um, I catch a lot of environmental dusts and, and pollutants that are in the um, There are some products that you use that your hair will attract all kinds of, you know, 
that that you pick up. And grapeseed oil is, is light. It's not it's not greasy, and my husband loves it. Yes, grapeseed oil is awesome. I mean, I'm low porosity for C4B, and when I use that grapeseed oil, it's just like my scalp just like was in love. It was like I want another round of that. Just like the hair crack that you was talking about. It's like I can't go without that. I need that. And all the same time, I was thinking, okay, this is a lighter oil. I know I'm low porosity, and I know they say low porosity hair need lighter product or lighter oils. But it's just something about the castor oil or the hair grease. My hair just love hair grease. My hair is very thirsty. And it seems like to me, if I use oil, I will have to use oil probably twice a day or every day, depending on what type of oil it is. But if I use hair grease, I just use that every three days. So it's like my hair retains a little bit more moisture. First, I apply the water. That's what you want to do regardless of any product you're using. You want to apply water first and then the product. Because uh -huh. if you just throw the product on there, it might not take full effect unless it has that water first. Especially if you're trying to lock in moisture, you know. Everyone thought, oh, I just moisturized my hair with oil. No, oil is a sealant. Mm -hmm. So you must use aqua, aloe vera, H2O first, right. and then apply the oil on there. Right. But I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, you're right. I'm disagreeing with you to seal in that moisture and use the oil then afterwards. Yeah. That's correct. And then what I like about the grease, like when we are going through all the shrinkage, I know it might not work for everyone, but what I have noticed, like you said, pay attention to your hair and listen to it and etc. I have noticed that when I use a certain type of grease, that grease helped me pretty much retain that length. So if I grease my scalp, or if I grease my hair in general, I can brush it out with a detangler brush or comb it out, and the shrinkage, you say, oh wow, where's the shrinkage? Where was that shrinkage that I just had this morning? So it's showing me the length of my afro. I think it's called a retention, retention length. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that's interesting. Um, Again, knowing your hair, knowing what's good for your hair, though you mentioned that you have low porosity hair, um, you know, you found that castor oil works great and grease in your hair. For me, uh, with my hair, um, I, I couldn't grease my hair. I never could grease my hair. Even as a little kid with um, all the, the chemical treatments I underwent, um, greasing my hair just made my hair very gummy very heavy and it just made it flat uh and i found that even when i was natural and i greased my hair and it depends on the grease you know um or to explore um my scalp was very itchy or sometimes it was just very um it just felt like build up lots of residue on my scalp mm -hmm. it was so um, that, that's interesting, you know, just knowing what works best for your hair, paying attention to how your hair presents after you put a product on it is important. Exactly. And then not only that, as we know, grease, 
oils, butters, any product out there that's pretty heavy on your hair and got that kind of waxy feeling on your scalp after uh -huh. shampooing, you also want to make sure that you're using the right type of shampoo to get that greasy feeling of film off your hair and your scalp. So what I do, even though I can use the greatest shampoos, the greatest conditioners, the greatest deep conditioners, all the events, I will still do an ACV rinse because once that ACV rinse go through that hair, it's like a, I want to say like a hurricane, like it's flooding. It just, the water just flows through and wipe out things. And yeah. that's what that ACV does when I'm using grease oils and butter and I'm still having this greasy feeling on my hair, on my scalp after shampooing. Yes, yes, for sure. It definitely does power away all those buildups and, and waxy buildup and oil that's left uh, on the hair and scalp. Have you ever colored or thought about adding color to your hair? You know, they got this wax um, color out there where it's supposed to be more safer than dyeing your hair. I love to color my hair. Pre-natural journey, any color that I use in my hair, my hair would break instantly. I'm talking about, you could see a wash down the sink. Um, I've tried different types of hair colors um, and I found that demi-permanent colors worked best for my hair. Uh, although I didn't get the lift that I was looking for, pre-natural hair, I was never allowed to um, enjoy the benefits of uh, you know, lighter hair with the colors. Now, on my natural hair journey, I've colored my hair several times. It's my hair tolerates a lot better. I get the results that I'm looking for and I love to color my hair. My locks love it. Awesome. Did you use a dye? Did you use the wax? I think they even got something out there where you can use like a Kool-Aid pack. You just got to have all the DIY ingredients included to color your hair. Now, I don't get too fancy with it. I know my limitations, so I haven't explored all the different types because right now, I just want to err on the side of caution and, and not play around too much with different types that's out there because I'm now getting able to, I'm now able to enjoy the benefits of coloring my hair. So I stick with the, the dyes. I only dye it. I haven't tried the Kool-Aid DIYs or the, uh, the, the waxes. And you know what I thought? I thought like um, for your hair to grow, you had to stay in it. I didn't know that black hair is pretty much like, okay, moisturize me, wash me, and et cetera, um, plait me up or braid me up or something like that, a protective hairstyle, and leave me alone. Because you're really trying to tuck away your ends and not have those ends free because they're the oldest and they will break off. That's right, right. You gotta constantly be tilling it like a farm. You wanna make sure that you keep active in your hair not just uh not just to be you know you have to trim those edges trim those ends excuse me trim those ends regularly make sure you get those split ends off well you grow healthy yes because i used to always wear my hair flat iron you know and then it'd be down it'd be touching your clothes and i'd be wondering why when i wash my clothes i have so many hair strings around the collar of my mm -hmm. shirt 
I didn't even know that I need to wear it up off of my clothes and tuck my ends. Yeah, you know, and some depending on the kind of uh, fabric the clothes are, it will pull it out if you have it just hanging down like that. You know, oftentimes I see a lot of my co-workers who, African-American women, who wear their hair down, um, you know, they wear a jacket every day, uh, you know, the lab coats, and you'll see an arch in their hair, uh, like, you know, the of it being one straight line on the ends, it'd be an arch-like, and that's from that collar constantly rubbing on the nape of the scalp, and that hair is just thinning and thinning away and thinning away. So it is important to put that hair up and cut those ends so that that hair is not breaking off due to the fabric. Yes, and then when I had did my big chop, I used to try to run the comb through there and try to trim with the comb. And I messed up a whole lot of hair. I was cutting off hair, did, did not need to be cut at the time. <laughs> Just cutting and cutting and cutting until I got like a low afro, a low TWA, which is teeny weeny afro. Um, but once I started twisting, two strand twisting my hair and then trimming it, I did a whole lot better on my split ends that I was having. Yeah, you get better visual of what needs to go and what you just need to leave alone. Interestingly, with um, locks, my hair, as I said, is um, just about two years shy. I haven't trimmed my hair. I haven't trimmed my hair. And um, I find that, you know, I have a lot of scraggly ends with my locks. Uh, they're very small, and, and sometimes you get those bulbs at the end which we, you shouldn't pull off. You should just let it, um, you know, let it do what it do. Um, but that doesn't go to say that with long, you trim your hair. You, you can, you know, you can trim your hair. It's going to neat, keep it nice and even. Yes, so with having, lo having sister locks, how often do you shampoo your hair? With my scalp, um, I don't have, to wash it a lot. I wash, I would say, about every two weeks. My hair is not exposed to the environment, so it doesn't catch a lot of the pollutants in the air. Um, as I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, I do wear hair. Uh, so my hair stays pretty clean, and my scalp is not um, full of buildup and, and, and anything like that. It doesn't itch a whole lot. So I wash every two weeks, but I do moisturize very lightly in between. Are you a member of a natural hair group? I am not currently. I am looking for some hair groups to be a part of. I'd like to um, benefit from the information that's contained in the hair groups. I know there are lots of great ideas, lots of great feedback, and I'm interested in being part of a hair, natural hair care group. Awesome. If you would love to give from Wig Weave to Natural Hair, on Facebook a tribe, we would love to have you. And I will also send you the link. Okay, fantastic. I'll be looking for that. Yes. Do you use oils, creams, butters, grease, mousse, gel on your sister locks? Or did you use it in the past when you had free hair? I used to use, let's see, I used to use mousse 
um, okay, well, pre-natural hair, I would use uh, many of those products. I would use the um, the mousse. I would use gels. And um, I, I just like to wear my hair in nice ponytails, side ponytails, up ponytails. So the gels worked well for that. And then when I didn't have it in the ponytail, I would use the mousse to like, you know, finger through my hair and give me that um, wavy, you know, look. And it would just uh, kind of harden it for me too. But these days with my natural hair, I use some oils and butters. Um, not so much creams because the creams keep them, they're great. But um, I don't like it to, my hair to be too oily, so that's paying my hijab. You know, it comes through and you can see it. So I do use some butters, which my hair loves. It, it, it absorbs it. I don't use too much. Maybe once a week, I only moisturize my hair. So with the butters, what, in, what butter would that be? Because I know a lot. Uh, people love the mango butter, the shea butter, um, things of that kind. <laughs> I was just going to say mango butter. Mango butter has a nice balance of um, the the moisture that it provides, the oil content. I, I think it's very nice and lightweight. Shea butters are great. They're a little more heavier, and I, I do have, like, um, finer type hair, so... It kind of uh, makes my locks heavy and causes me to have to wash more frequently. But the mango butters, um, I do use that in my uh, products. I have a, a um, light and shiny pomade that I make and it does contain mango butter simply because, um, again, the name light and shiny, it's very lightweight. It, um, it, it, it helps repair the hair. It gives it a nice shine without weighing the hair down. It does give it the moisture that it needs. Um, and it provides a great balance without giving you that greasy feel. Do you like how your natural hair journey is going so far? I love, love it. So, as a younger woman with all the chemical processes and things, that I've had to go through um, with the jerry curl, the this, the that. So I never really got to see how my hair really is. It's always so brittle, hard, and, and nappy because of all the harsh chemicals that I've had to, um, that I've used on my hair. And I never got to really understand and how beautiful my hair really was uh, until I started my natural hair journey. Um, with the natural hair, my hair has grown faster. It's um, it's more healthier. Um, I really see my my natural curl pattern, especially uh, when I put some water on it. And, and before, you know, to achieve those kinds of uh, the, the look that I was going for. I put so many tools on it just to make it curl up and, and, and do, you know, do something even remotely close to an S-curl pattern. And now it, it's just, just water. And the ringlet on the ends of my locks, and I see in my roots um, the natural S pattern. It's so beautiful. I love it. And, and I, I don't think I'll go back to be um, in that chemically treated uh, phase again, ever. 
Yes. I definitely love this natural hair journey. I mean, I pick up all kinds of bells and whistles to go with my hair and all kinds of bells and whistles to for fashion jewelry. It just make me do something that I should have been doing, taking care of my hair and embracing my natural beauty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, do you like the things that, um, the natural health community do out here to assist? You know, we pretty much come together as a group (laughs) or just to say a community and we help each other out. I, I like all the great advice that we can give to one another. I love it. I love the sharing of content. I love the sharing of experiences because I, you know, someone may be out there frustrated and not know what to do with their 4A type hair or their 4C or whatever type hair they have. And then these natural hair community groups, you might have a sister come in there and share her experience and what works for her, you know, in her journey. So. That allows me the opportunity to say, hey, I don't need to give up on my hair. I don't need to be frustrated with it and go through a relaxer in there. Um, I'm going to try what she tried. I'm going to see if that works for me. And different variants of information that you can use to manage your hair. I think these groups are fantastic. Yes, I definitely do too. Because you have a lot of black hair care on out there that we know nothing about. It's like because they're very small. Plus, a lot of us, like I said earlier in the on the um, segment here, that a lot of us just don't open up our mind or our heart to new products. So we're gonna be stuck in the middle because we don't know if their product is gonna work for us or not. And just like right. our ancestors used to walk us through all the things that they needed help with, um, the stuff they learned or experienced, that they have been through to try to help us not go through it or have some type of detour. So that's like the same thing the natural hair community is sharing here with their journeys, what works for them, what didn't work for them. And then what didn't work for them, maybe if you try it, maybe it'll work for you. Absolutely. And I think it's important and I think we should be more forthcoming with sharing information because a lot of us are from different places, different countries, different ethnicities, and you might have a group of women from from this country who all have or are known to have very long, strong hair. And so we want to know, what, hey sis, what you doing? What are you using? Because I'm over here from small town USA and all we have here are what we have in our beauty supply stores. That may not be enough. That's not getting me the results I want. So I would want to hear what someone from Africa or Jamaica or wherever, you know, uh, Kansas, you know, what, what, what's been in your family? What's worked for you? How did you get your hair to grow? Share that with me so that I can try it. You know, it might work for me. So it's great to come together in these kinds of communities and these forums and meet different people from different places who are sharing their ideas that works for them. Yes, because that's just like back in my little children days or my little kid day, <laughs> my mom used to always use Blue Magic, always use Blue Magic. And she would have that hairbrush in a, sitting in a cup of water. So when she put your pigtails, as they call it, 
as we call them ponytails these days, but they put your little pigtails in with your little ribbons and burrettes and things of that kind. They would um, put grease on your hair and then you would get that brush out of that cup of water and brush your hair together just like that and plait it down and put those little pretty barrettes on there and send you on your way outside. But uh -huh. then when it came to like protective styles and you were so young getting these protective styles and your, your edges were pretty fine, thin, probably didn't have any, I don't know, but they would always try to braid up that hair and I used to always cry and say it hurts around my edges. It hurts, it hurts, you know, I have a headache, it hurts, it's steaming, it's burning, whatever. And when they finally take it down, um, years later, I don't know if it was the chemical relaxers that, you know, had me um, having trouble with my edges, or was it just those heavy prays that they was trying to put in on his thin fine hair and then again it could have been both so you have to look at it on both sides the pros and the cons right so you're right. looking at the things they were doing it was passed down and they was playing it out on you so uh -huh. now someone has to break the chain and say hey i'm not gonna do this anymore because that wasn't right back then and it's show sure not right now uh -huh. a lot of researching is the key Researching That's, is the key. It is definitely key. Researching and exploring, find out what works best. But my my family from the Caribbean, and so um, one particular product or, that they swear by is the castor oil, you know, mm -hmm. the Haitian castor. And honestly, it does work. It works very well, you know, to grow the hair, make the hair healthy, you know, restore a lot of its shine and balance. You know, but again, those are things that you can share in the natural hair form and, and how they work for you that may benefit somebody else. Yeah. See, I remember taking the clear castor oil. They used to give you that when you had upset stomachs or etc. Yeah. And now that I got older, I'm like, oh, wow, they have black castor oil? What's, what oh, is yeah. This? I, is this the same castor oil? You know, you try to add both of them together. But this one says black Jamaican castor oil, and this one just have castor oil. I didn't know you can use them both. Yes, yes, yes. And another thing that works well um, for my hair anyway, and a lot of my clients love it, is molasses. Who knew that you put molasses in your hair? You know, so that black strap molasses provides so many benefits, you know, for out of your hair, the vitamins, the proteins, you know, and even close graying hair, you know, and, and it, it makes the hair beautiful. It's, it's a great natural medicine, you know, a supplement, I call it, food, whatever you want to call it, for your scalp and hair. And then the thing about that is the, um, the consistent, again, and if you're not gonna use any store-bought products, um, that's when you come down to the DIYs. So, what was your, your first DIY and how did it go? My first DIY was bananas and honey. 
my hair it was uh you know extremely dry and this is when i started transitioning from the chemically treated hair to natural hair because i had had it i had had it with the itchy dry scalp with the um different hair products that would burn my scalp or make my scalp feel very um hot um so i started with bananas and honey for hydration him for the benefits that it could help um, with my hair and making the transition so that uh, that demarcation line didn't break, you know, trying to get that new growth to come in and wanting to keep the ends in there so that I didn't have to big chop again. And that worked pretty good for me, you know, kept the hair nice and supple. The new hair started to grow in a lot faster and stronger and so i began to gradually cut off those perm ends and make that transition with my diy honey and uh bananas yeah see and then that's when i learned about avocado i didn't know my hair just like avocado aloe vera coconut oil mm. the milk the the coconut water as a rinse. I didn't know those things until I started getting in my kitchen and playing with a couple things and putting it on my hair. And then I realized my hair loves this. It enhances yes. my curl pattern. It makes my hair more manageable. It's not so frizzy because as we know, African-American hair can get very frizzy, especially yes. if you're rocking a TWA or an Afro just to say mm-hmm. it can get very frizzy and then it comes to those night routines and that healthy diet all that goes alone together you can't do one without the other for sure definitely definitely need to have uh, a, a healthy diet you want to make sure you're drinking water you make sure that you're eating a lot of the right foods to promote healthy scalp definitely see some just think oh i'm doing well with my hair i don't need to eat fruits vegetables protein i don't need to eat yogurt i don't need to drink any water because i'm doing everything correct with my hair care regimen no you have to also do that too that's right it's a healthy balance it's a healthy what type of diy do you like making for your scalp you know, it's all about a scalp thing because we must have that healthy scalp in order to produce those healthy hair strengths. Um, let's see. Up late, I've been trying the, I make what I call a, a hydrating hair mist. And that's just a blend of a few oils. Um, I have some apricot oil in there and uh, of course for myself is the grapeseed oil. I mix those together and I spray, I have a little spray bottle. I put that in a spray bottle and spray that on my scalp and then I do the massaging. I massage it through and I guess by day two or three those oils have already just come down in the hair. And uh, my scalp is feeling great, my hair is feeling great. That's the DIYs that I use. And would there be anything else you would like for our listeners to know, be aware of? Uh, be aware of the products you're buying. You know, um, you want to make sure. I'm not saying body should buy organic, you know, but you want to be aware of what you're buying. It's very important. A lot of these products have 
large chemicals in there that may have long-term effects. You want to be sure that you're not putting into anything on your scalp that's going to be absorbed that's going to harm you further. Um, this, you know, moisturize your hair. Pay attention to your hair. See what your hair likes and give it that. You know, give it what it wants. Give it what it needs so that you can produce beautiful, long-flowing locks. Whether you like to wear it, you know, um, in braids, you want to wear afro, you want to wear locks, whatever your choice is, just pay attention to what you're putting on your scalp so that it can feed your hair. You want it to be a nourishing moment for your scalp. Yes, great advice. Something to definitely treasure. So how can the listeners follow you in our, our probably get some DIY steps from you or possibly ask if you can assist with uh, sharing some of your great products that you're making for your clients there. (laughs) Well, wonderful. They can follow me on Facebook. I'm at Medallion Hair and Skin Care. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Medallion Hair Care. And you can definitely visit my website where you can get a full detail of what products I offer and the ingredients that are in them, how to use them at www.medallionhairandskincare.com. On my Facebook, I have a messenger where you can, you know, reach out and ask questions and I also provide consultations. Awesome. Yes, we definitely need the assistance from each other so we can all promote this growth together definitely we gotta keep sharing keep sharing information it benefits us all yes so thank you very much for joining me today on the podcast channel to speak to our listeners about your natural hair journey thank you so much for having me it was my pleasure Awesome. Well, that is our time, guys. Thank you for listening. You can follow this podcast channel on our social media. And don't forget to follow our guest for the day. And say that one more time for our listeners. Vanya Merlevanis at Medallion Hair and Skin Care. Great. That is our time. Don't forget to follow us. And if you would like to be a guest on this podcast channel, simply send an email to from wig weave, the number two, natural at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to previous segments. Until then, guys, happy hair growing. Eat well, eat a balanced diet with fruits and vegetables, and don't forget to drink your water. Bye. Bye.